bit of action interviews this weekend. It's Jay Axe's birthday. Happy birthday, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Um, and our guest this week is Cam from uh, the Podcast of Champions. Uh, thanks for joining us this weekend. Thank you, thank you. Also, happy birthday again. Hey, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get it started. Uh, first question. Um, so what uh, kind of when did you start uh, MCOC and what kind of caught your eye about it? I've been playing since day one. Uh, yeah, day one of not the beta, just day one of the, the global launch. I know there are some people who have been playing since the beta and you know, I wish I'm not as OG as them, I guess. But yeah, uh, I've been playing since day one. Uh, I don't really remember what really caught my eye back in the day because... I think I was just going through the app store, uh, looking through the through the different games and all of that, and you know, seeing seeing what's there, seeing uh, what's popping up, and uh, you know, this Marvel game showed up, and it kind of looked looked pretty bad at the time, <laughs> uh, and I just gave it a shot. It was it was really boring, and I uninstalled it, and then I think I reinstalled it at some point because we are here, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so about how long after you, uh, you got into it, really got into it, did you start wanting to, uh, create content? Yeah. So I started with making content and putting, putting stuff out there on the Reddit. So I, I was, I was pretty avid on the Reddit. Uh, I was starting to, you know, become more and more familiar with how the, the community works. This is like maybe a year into the game, maybe a year and a half into the game. And I I just, you know, got into the Reddit, saw the, the different YouTube content creators out there. And uh, yeah, that's how it started. Reddit posts and Reddit analyses of characters. And then, you know, went from there. Okay. So um, uh, when about like what progression stage did you really start uh, recording your fights? Was it before or after your? You were uncollected. I don't think about, so. At the time, I don't think uncollected was a thing. Uh, at the time, I was I was just going through content. I remember Realm of Legends was a big big topic at the time, and uh, also remember <laughs> I vaguely remember like being more interested in the community and interested in the community aspect of the game around 12.0 because everybody was just losing their minds, right? So uh, I was also part of the crew that was losing their mind. So at the time I was I was starting to to record stuff, I was starting to upload stuff to, to my channel. And, uh, you know, those were just very sporadic posts, sporadic videos, and it it kind of started from there because everybody was so involved but uh i don't i don't actually remember the the exact time that things started with with me and the and the content creation okay so um you are a part of the ccp ccp right yeah i've been in the ccp for around two years okay so um what kind of led you into applying into the ccp and um what is kind of your goal for the ccp so for the ccp stuff i uh, i actually mentioned that i was uh into the subreddit at first and then 
got into making content. So my initial podcast was with Idolist. So Idolist started the podcast and I joined in as a co-host. Idolist left the game, left the community. Uh, and then I was just looking for, you know, a way to continue that, that, that legacy of the podcast. And I talked to Idolist, I talked to other people around and I, uh, also talked to Starfighter, who happened to be a moderator on the subreddit at the time, and we were we were you know communicating in the community for 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 quite some time, and uh, we also knew each other through uh, you know YouTube streams and all that because we were both moderators for a bunch of streamers. So at the time, I uh, you know approached Star about maybe restarting the podcast and. Uh, we just went from there. Uh, Star was, at the time, a member of the CCP because of the subreddit. And then I, uh, you know, approached the, the the CCP people by saying I wanted to start a podcast with Star and then I had Star approach them as well. So I got in through that and it has evolved from there. And as far as my goal for the CCP is concerned, it it's honestly the the way that i feel i can contribute to the game the most not necessarily well it's it's a way to contribute to the community but also it's a way to contribute to the betterment of the game by just relaying feedback by uh by making sure that uh you know things that are being done are are not going to be met with you know super negative negative feedback by the community um so that was just my uh my intent of joining the CCP and a lot of the time I spend in there is just spent talking to people, seeing, you know, seeing what they're doing, seeing the, the character designers and the, and uh, the moderators and the community managers and seeing the, the kind of uh, stuff that they're about to put out, the kind of stuff that they're, you know, maybe designing for characters. Just wanted to make sure that that uh, you know level of communication is is there between uh, the community and the and the developers. Okay, so that kind of brings me up to a question that um, Jim brought up in in the podcast. Um, he he said something about uh, you were asking uh, for like asking players for new game modes. Was that something that Kabam specifically asked you to do, or was that something that you just did on your own? Sometimes the the stuff that that I bring up are things that uh, are being discussed in the CCP server, like uh, things regarding maybe Alliance Wars or Alliance Quest. And uh, I can't necessarily talk about the stuff that are being brought up in there at the time, but I can bring up what, uh, you know, I can publicly bring up what do the players want to see? What do the players want from this game mode? What do they, how do the players feel about you know, a hypothetical game mode. So that's just a way to relay the information, get a temperature from the community, and uh, maybe inform my feedback or maybe inform my uh, my actual comments. Like maybe I want to bring up a game mode and I don't know how the community would feel about it. So I would I would just post publicly about it, get a get a sense of what what people think and. Uh, yeah, uh, then go from there. Okay. Um, so I've noticed with the, a lot of your damage comparison uh, videos, uh, do you do a lot of math math with that, or do you just um, 
post all four videos and just see where it goes from there. There is actually surprisingly not a lot of math involved in those. It's just, you know, figuring out how much damage done is in how much time, how many hits was that damage done in, just dividing the numbers and going from there. But I I do love the mathematical aspect of the game, I think. Uh, my damage comparison videos are just really fun for me. I do hope that they're fun for other people. And, uh, you know, when I just put them out, it's it's minimal on the math, but hopefully maximizing the, the fun aspect. But I really do like the just delving deep into the mathematical aspects as well uh, in my in my other in my other content. OK. So um, about how much math do you do that's MCOC related? Oh, I've been doing MCOC math since the old Reddit days. I, I love <laughs> it. It's, it's, just, uh, it's just my favorite. One of my favorite aspects of the game is just uh, brings together my, my personal background, my professional background, and also just my interests with... Uh, you know, the gameplay puts puts some numbers behind what we are seeing going on on the screen. And uh, yeah, back in the old Reddit days, I was trying to maybe figure out, you know, what's going on in 12.0? What is diminishing returns? What is, uh, how are, how is damage calculated? How is, you know, how is the DPS of this champion going to compare to the DPS of this unreleased champion? who's you know the only information we know about is just the the stats and you know there's a lot of assumption involved assumptions involved in in something like that and uh from there on we just you know it just evolved into knowing more and testing more and uh just putting it out there slowly to hopefully help community also uh also have a better understanding of you know what goes on under the hood okay so who was your favorite champion to test and in in what uh piece of content? Interesting. Um I like characters that that are multifaceted, like characters that that do something and then they build up on it and uh you know get more stats and one of my favorites was actually Aegon and I did the whole did the whole testing on him that was one of my first reviews and one that actually never got published and in his case i i tried to maybe go through some of the calculators that was that were available throughout the community and i tried to like reverse engineer some of the formulas that was used to to calculate damage and it was just a lot of fun man it was like a uh, 20,000 cell uh, spreadsheet and it was so much fun every I, I was just trying to figure out if uh, if any given hit was going to be a crit what percentage is going to be uh you know critical how much damage is going to do how much armor is going to be mitigating what impact would uh, his true accuracy have it was just it was just a blast Aegon was definitely a highlight of of my <laughs> of my mathematical stuff okay um, so where did you first test him out at? Well, at the time I didn't. I, he wasn't even released. Uh, but I, some of my favorite stuff is to just try and figure out what a character before they come out. Like I see the 
you know, the hit count of any special. I know how much damage that the special is going to be doing. And then afterwards, I can just go through and see if that character is going to be maybe, you know, uh, doing as much damage as I hypothetically imagined it would do. It was just, it was, that's just, is, you know, the most interesting part of it to me. I'd like to do the, the, just the numerical stuff and then go and check back. And, uh, like the one time I felt validated with this was when they were doing the rebalancing stuff and they released this, just a small peek behind the curtain of how like the damage numbers are comparing and they released the damage numbers for Call Obsidian. And I also remembered having done a Call Obsidian review uh, breakdown without even playing him. And like the damage numbers were pretty similar between my, my numbers and, and his. And it was, just a, it was just a really good feeling at the time. Okay. Um, so uh what what uh have you done all of the content in game? Uh yeah, yeah. Uh I mean other than the the Odin's waltz uh this month. <laughs> okay. But yeah, everything else everything else is done. Um So what is your favorite piece of content in game? Hmm. Uh so far I think Okay, so so far I feel Act Seven Point One has been pretty great. I'm not sure if it's my favorite piece of content in game. I do think that I uh, had a more memorable experience with Realm of Legends at the time, but that was just so long ago. But I still, you know, somewhat vaguely remember it. But uh, I think it's somewhere it's somewhere between those two. Realm of Legends when I first did it. 7.1 was was amazing and also something i had a ton of fun with was incursions when it first came out not not necessarily uh, you know in the later iterations because it just got so monotonous but incursions when it first came out was just amazing it was incredible it was like the 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 potential was endless for it okay so there's a question in chat. It says, uh, have you figured out the specific formula for determining arena match points per fight? I do believe that's been already done. Uh, there, there was a Reddit post on it a long time ago. And I think the numbers have changed, like been scaled up for the five-star featured arena. But the, the baseline numbers should be done already. Uh, just give it a search on Reddit. I think that would pop up. And uh, I remember reading it, then it, and it looked, you know, accurate. Okay. So um, if there was any type of content that, like, maybe a month of monthly event or a side event or just a piece of content that they had um, back in the day, what, uh, what would you bring back? Uh, my little symbiote and make it permanent make it a permanent game mode <laughs> dude yes okay right on is there a, is there like a reason behind that or like a special moment behind it oh uh because i felt that event alone represented to me the 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 untapped potential for future progression in the game we had this you know baseline character who had no stats, had no abilities, and you just added, you know, quote-unquote gear on top of him. 
and he just gained all these crazy stats. That was incredible for me. That was incredible for me to see. And yeah, that was just that was just my favorite my favorite thing about that event. Okay. Awesome. Uh Jay asked him to kick it to you. You got anything, bud? Yeah, man. Um what is one character you would like to add to the game? Well, I was rooting for Omega Sentinel. Um, we do have a, a severe lack of Asian representation in the game, but you know, um, <laughs> yeah, she yeah, was sure. she was definitely one of the like the one I was rooting for. But at least I'm glad uh, Morbius didn't get it. So <laughs> you know, as long as it wasn't Morbius, why is that? Uh, oh, Jared Leto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, the difference was so low. Somebody put it in the chat. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. As far as I'm... the like the uh, other characters, though, uh, I don't. I don't necessarily. Uh, I'm not necessarily too into like the Marvel lore. I okay. got very much into the game because of the the RPG aspect of it, oh, more wow. so than the than the lore. Yeah. Okay. Do you watch any of the movies and TV shows and whatnot? Yeah, uh, I do. I do watch all the movies, but um, I, I'm just not maybe as big of a super fan as as the folks who read the comics are, are familiar with. You know the the storylines there. So I just feel like whenever I want to maybe recommend the character, I just feel a little weird just to uh, you know maybe compare myself to to all the people who who are just super knowledgeable about about the, the stuff out there. That's good, man. I'm that person you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good, man. Um, what is the character you would like to see buffed in the game? Hmm. Joe Fixit. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say him. <laughs> he's got he's got a lot of potential. <laughs> yeah, man, your fan buff is awesome, dude. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, I I tried. Kaban people told me my buff is too long. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I want to fit the abilities in there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go over just a, like, just a tiny bit of it to see like how awesome this character could be? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, my fan buff for him was basically just focused on keeping it a, somewhere between a moderate and, a, and an overhaul update. And it was to focus on his four different suits. I'm just going from memory here. So okay. it was to focus on the, the four different suits and uh, focus on keeping the identities of the different suits somewhat equal, giving his uh, giving his rotation a bit more of a, 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 a purposeful aspect. So you will have... He will have the randomness, the RNG of him being a gambler, but also <laughs> some sense of control. So, like, you could re-roll your cards to get the same card as you just got, or you can re-roll them to, to get a new random card, or you can just re-roll them completely to scrap the card you got and draw a, a whole new card. Um, his strengths was going to be... Heal reversal and heal controls, as far as I remember. Really, really amazing damage mitigation. Some DPS, not the highest damage dealer, and just really great uh, recovery rate. Uh, just just health recovery. Um, I think that was going to be just the, the, the approach I took uh, took with the, with the champion design. 
Yeah, you put a lot of work. Uh, you know, I'm someone who I'm kind of working on making buffs for certain characters, and you did like I think this is a 37 minute video long of the just the final rework kit. I was I, really blown away. Um, same with Jim. Like we were like everyone who makes buffs. You're like, dude, wow, you put so much effort into that's awesome, man. Uh, when it comes to designs and uh, you know designing reworks for characters, I think something that has helped me maybe get a little better at it. I don't think I'm I'm anywhere near some of the people out in the community or or y'all, but something that has helped me uh, get a little better at it was just interacting with the devs, with the with the champion designers, just seeing. The, the thought processes they go through, like what's the intent behind this buff? What's going to be the rotation? What's going to be uh, the weaknesses, the strengths? What game mode you want to be using them in? What what RPG matchups are going to uh, benefit him? How is he going to get countered? Uh, it's just uh, you know, all of all of that stuff comes through my mind first. I, I jog down that stuff first, and then uh, and then get to you know uh making the the abilities and all that yeah man it's awesome that's um yeah i was, I was about to go in have you seen the hercules video that content? i have yeah I have. what do you think of that are you excited for you for hercules well uh we're not supposed to have favorites but i gotta say broccoli is my favorite oh yeah and, um <laughs> I also love how they snuck in the fact that Broccoli designed Ebony Ma in there. Yeah. I find that hilarious. Every time we bring it up, he's like, oh, no, not Ma. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I'm really I'm really excited, man. It, it sounds like he's going uh, to have certain elements similar to maybe even Nova in certain cases with the dash-ins, with the block breaks, with yeah. all that. Uh but I'm, I'm sure the kit is going to come together really well. Uh, if his uh, skill requirement and timing requirement and, you know, the, the intricacies of a rotation end up being, you know, really high, his output is probably also going to be pretty high. So, um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. He's going to have a long ability this though. Uh, if, <laughs> if Broccoli if is to be... Uh, is to continue his his uh, his trends. Can't wait. Awesome. Um. So, uh, shoot. You got anything else, JX? I was. I just had something. But I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, um. Hold on. <laughs> Cam needs to be the next CCP member to help with champion designs like Dragon, Janik, and Brian. Dude, yeah. Um. Obviously, I don't think you can talk about if you're working on a obviously a, since the CCP stuff. I'm sure, but yeah, we would love to see you. Um. Hopefully, uh, help work with for work with the future champion like we've seen with past uh, CCP members. Man, I would love to see that. I would. I would love very few things more than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, so is there anything that you would like to see with the uh, new upcoming uh, overhauls with Black Panther and or Miles? Oh, those have been announced. Um, so with Black Panther, I actually did a fan uh, rework for him a long time ago. And I oh. actually never published it. I just sent it directly to, to some Caban people. And that was actually for the other Black Panther, though. It was it was for Black Panther Civil War. Uh, Interesting. Some of, 
Yeah, some of the stuff I would like to see, I love, I love, I love abilities that start paused and then you do certain other action and they get unpaused. It just takes so much of the the timing and the, you know, the impracticality out of playing a champion and it it gives you a much more, uh, a much more predefined rotation. So like there's going to be a lot less room for, just green game breaking uh, you know, <laughs> uh, interactions there. So with Black Panther, my some of my ideas with with the, with the Civil War version was just to have him uh, get more and more resistances as as his health goes down, but but also have that be scaling with. Uh, with his like adrenaline mechanic because of you know how how his uh, character works in the comics and all that mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm not quite remembering right but yeah it was basically just gaining extra resilience extra perfect block chance and and all the other stats uh, associated with survivability when it comes to uh, just his health going down and he would also be inflicting just just bleeds uh, of the specials, I think he's gonna have to be kept a bleed, uh, primarily bleed character. Uh, I would like to see some sort of ability that that gives him an alternative uh, to to deal damage and to have his utilities versus bleed immune characters. But yeah, you know, when you have a character that's bleed reliant, you're obviously gonna be given a a higher uh, power budget to work with because that character is gonna be countered by bleed immune characters. So I wouldn't be too upset if he ends up just being bleed reliant because I I, I would feel that he's being compensated in, in other aspects. Okay. What about Miles? Uh miss miss mechanics. Yeah. For Miles. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Miss mechanics and um he already has a pretty strong evade, so maybe a, a way to build up those evade charges on offense more easily. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, and I see somebody's posting my uh, my fan designs for Omega Sentinel and Hercules in the chat. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, those, those were those were a good time. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um. So. Uh... So since since you've completed Abyss and stuff like that, what what kind of content uh, keeps you busy in MCOC? Arena, I love <laughs> I love Arena. Uh, okay. You did ask me what was my favorite piece of content, and I don't think Arena counts as a piece of content. And Arena is just an ongoing uh, piece of content, I guess. And uh, yeah, I love it. I, I think Arena, I can do at. at any given time while I'm doing things, while I'm watching things, while I'm working on like editing stuff. And uh, it's, it is one of my favorite pieces of, you know, uh, content in the game. And the, one of the things I've just loved so much about it is the fact that you get, for me, I feel based on how I have grown to experience the arena, based on how I have grown to, uh, you know, do my fights in the arena without necessarily paying attention to my phone. It's become a, a way to actually get as much out of it as I'm putting into it. So, okay. So, um, how many? About how many points do you put up in arena? Milestones. 
just milestones. The, the milestones and the six star and the five star uh, featured, the milestones and the four star featured, and the, the ones in the four star basic. Okay. Do you do you ever grind for a five star featured champion? I used to, but then life got a lot busier. So those kind of grinds, I think, are I think in my past. Okay. Um, yeah. So how many champions have you gotten through uh, five star grinds, and about how many points did you put up? Ooh. Uh, if I remember correctly, one of my first grinds was actually Omega Red. Nice. And holy cow, that was rough. That was a <laughs> double grind. I bet. And it cost uh, it costed around 10k units. I could be wrong. It was a long time ago. Wow. And it was incredibly rough. It was a it was a seven day commitment. Holy <laughs> cow, that was yeah. That was a long time ago, Jeez. and. Then after that, I think I just did one, one other grind, and that was from Mysterio. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, it was just a single grind, no, no doubling that one up. Uh, that one actually costed maybe like two k units, something like that. Uh, nothing, nothing too crazy, and uh, I actually got a lot of out of out of Omega. I think I got. As much out of those champions as I put into the grinds, Omega Red was my main carrier for for a long time. He has returned as my main carrier after I got him as a six star. Took him to six two hundred rank three, and uh, Mysterio was also amazing for me for a long time because he was the option I used for that reverse control path in Alliance Wars before they took that away. And uh, I was just never really good at doing reverse control, so Mysterio with Emma Frost was my answer to that. Okay. Um, so, uh, recently, I believe, did you do the video with MSD? Was that you? Yes. Yeah, okay. I did do the one about Cosmic Ghost Rider, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh, what, was, what was that about, and kind of what was that like working with MSD? Uh, MSD is amazing, man. He's he's kind of great. He's pretty great. And um, I uh, I reached out to him on Twitter after he reached out to the CCP members asking if one of us could get footage from uh, Red Goblin in Abyss. And uh, I think I've I've talked to him. I've talked to him previously, and you know, we we just you know I I got the footage. I got him on a call. Had him re- had him react to the footage, and it was really fun. It was a good time. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, what uh, what keeps you busy out of the battle realm? Family stuff, uh, primarily, and um, if you if you count content creation out of the battle realm, that's that's also very time demanding. And also, just discussions within the the CCP can also be extremely, extremely demanding. And you know, some days it's just quiet, and then other days you're just typing and writing and arguing and chatting cool. for for hours on end. So yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of time. And also, like you know, there's the family stuff, there's work and all that. So 
Okay. It's definitely it's definitely a full schedule. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, in the podcast of champions, you do talk about food a little bit. Your favorite uh meal to prepare? I sure do. Uh, <laughs> I love food. Um. I've been I've been kind of uh you know maybe disenfranchised with it a little lately uh, as I've gotten busier, but. Uh, some of my favorites to do has have been just the just the simple things like uh there's a there's a french dish called, called jamon bourré and this this is just a, a a pinnacle of simplicity you just put together like some some good baguette some good <laughs> ham and and some good like uh, artisanal butter and it's just it's just heaven you should you should Try that. Maybe some pickles in there if you want to zhuzh it up, but I, I love it. It's it's amazing. Um, I love making a good omelet, like a French omelet. It's, it's a fun time. You just you know nice. whisk it, and you you add you add the butter, you whisk it, you get no color anywhere on there, and you have that you have that gooey melty center. It's a it's a yeah. Food is a is a passion for sure. Right on. Um, Jax, you got anything else, bud? Yeah, man. Uh, do you play Marvel Realm Champions at all? I used to. Okay. I actually started playing it with my wife, oh. and uh, it was a fun time for some, for some, for, for quite a few days, for quite a few weeks actually. And we basically just got some of our characters up to that Defender tier, which is like the, the yep. highest tiering in that game, and. Uh, then uh, we kind of, you know, fell off after uh, after getting there. Kind of felt like there's nothing else to do, and also the other characters we wanted to bring up were not as fun to to play. And it, we were just, you know, I was just mainly playing it for fun, nowhere near as the commitment level as I had to MCOC. Some of the super frustrating stuff with that game, and some of the the big reasons that that actually made us quit was the matchmaking, really, yeah. really awful, really awful matchmaking in a lot of the matches, and you would either win and feel undeserving of the win because you just annihilated the other team, <laughs> or you lose and you you'd feel oh, yeah. completely wrecked. You you know you deal no damage to the enemy's base and they just you know. <laughs> kill you off in in two attacks and it's it's really rough uh, we tried again once the the patch 2.0 hit uh it it felt the same maybe worse in certain cases the the damage numbers were just a little wonky black panther was just busted uh spider-man <laughs> was busted and uh yeah it just wasn't fun and we we uninstalled it, it just wasn't worth the worth the hassle all right, man. Fair enough, dude. Yeah. Um, have you seen anything about Angela with uh, the Odin synergy? Or not Angela, sorry, Hella, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> I sure have. Um, I was actually testing, I was actually part of the, the testing for that, uh, you know, after after Odin got added to the CCP stuff and... Uh, I was I was actually, like, communicating with Seton and... Uh, you know, getting through some of the abyss fights, and uh, there's also some footage of 
uh, Hella versus Abyss Deadpool. Uh, that hasn't been released yet. You know, I'm just waiting for for Seaton to to do the release part of that. And um, yeah, it's it's kind of bonkers, but also it's it's pretty impractical if you want to run it, uh, especially in those first few fights. Dude, so I feel it's fine. Yeah. What really? You think it's fine? Yeah, I mean, uh, in a lot of the videos that you see. There's there's the Nick Fury uh, Captain Marvel synergy present. In some of them, it's not, and she does she does you know pretty good in those cases as well. You just gotta be really skilled and really good with the timing. And I don't think a lot of people are gonna be really good with timing. And you know, if you get hit in Abyss, you're gonna you're gonna get wrecked. You're gonna get stunned. A, a pretty good chance you're gonna get stunned. So if you're not good with timing, you're gonna get uh, get wrecked in that sense. And yeah, it just it just doesn't feel uh, too too broken to me, and you're also going to be left without options for a lot of the other fights. So uh, yeah. you can try and squeeze in some other counters, but uh, you know how many counters can you realistically squeeze in, right? I gotta say, man, how, did you watch Brian Grant's stream with Hella yesterday in the Abyss? He did a full path in the Abyss, dude. He broke some world records right there in that using Hella. Like you had Howard the Duck solo, you had um, uh, he had another solo right before. He had a Cole Obsidian solo. He had the fastest runtime. He had the fast. He had the lowest revives. It was absolutely like game breaking. Really, I mean, if you really learn how to her spacing, dude, she is definitely the biggest damaging champion in the entire game. Three times as much as CGR. Yeah, but. Then you look at like how easy it is to get into CGR, right? How easy it is, how practical it is to to just pick up CGR and go wreck stuff. And right. uh, I think with Hela, there's reliance on synergies. Hela is a cosmic character. There's reliance on armor breaks. There's reliance on uh, you know your buffs, upkeeping your buffs, gaining your power, using your specials. There's no immunities. Uh, there is, you know, no counters to evade or miss or, or any of that with her, right? So it's just a bare-bones, armor-break, buff-reliant characters. And CGR has the immunity to incinerate, has the immunity yeah. to bleed. He has the uh, the ability to, to run through his rotation and deal massive DPS, but not necessarily, you know... Uh, deeper on in the fight so he can he can deal massive damage in a fight that has 500k hp hella can do massive damage he can she can out dps cgr in a fight that has three million hp five million hp so which one of those scenarios is going to be more common in the game obviously the the 500k one right yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we were so Marcus Pack 16. He was doing his abyss run with um, with uh, Angela. Like, he actually was the first person to defeat the collector with Angela, and so also Brian Grant in the middle of his stream started doing the abyss. <laughs> and it was just so crazy just how Hella is speedrunning so many people in the abyss. And so, yeah. like, we had MSD on call, and he was like, he was debating on what if she should be nerfed, you know, because we saw a similar with um, uh, with uh, Sabretooth. 
uh, we were really debating on if they're going to cap her Furies to 15 or 30 or whatnot. And it was just absolutely insane that I think with the Synergy, she becomes such an easy champion because without the Synergy, she can totally ramp up to this damage, but it's in like it's almost impossible to without Odin's yeah. Synergy. And keep it, obviously, keeping it is the first part because she can still do it, she just can't keep it. So we were definitely debating on whether or not she should get nerfed and how high that damage cap or how much that Fury cap should be able to go to because, yeah, man, she was insane <laughs> in the yeah. uh When it comes to just balancing stuff, I feel... There is a lot less impact in one character than there is in an ability that can impact every character. So something like Odin's buff stacking. Now Odin's buff stacking is is kind of a slippery slope in my opinion. We we have seen it with Red Goblin. We have seen it with some other characters like uh, Black Bolt. Uh, we have seen it with uh, Silver Surfer, and we have actually not completely seen it with Silver Surfer because that's bugged at the moment, so it oh. can be even more bonkers with him. <laughs> that's interesting. And we have also obviously seen it with Ghost, right? Ghost getting that extra attack rating with the buff stacking situation. Yeah. It comes down to. Have they sold the preview bundles, the the, the early access bundles? Yes, they have. <laughs> Are they going to need to be held accountable? Yes, they do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, with with that being said, how many of the uh, early access bundles have you purchased? Oh, I I I don't really spend on the game, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fair enough. I don't think I've. I've purchased any of them ever, yeah. So, um, overall, about how much do you think you have spent in-game? Very little. Maybe less than... Less than 200 bucks, I think. Wow. Really? Yeah. For a, Wow, that's insane. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um... That's that's pretty pretty insane. Like, cause a lot. I I mean, I see a lot of people doing abyss, and they're spending hundreds of dollars on revives and stuff like that. Um, what what are some ways you avoid spending money in game? Uh, just consistent arena grinding. Yeah, is the best way to to not burn yourself out in case like if you're inconsistent and you have a piece of content coming up and you're suddenly out of resources and you feel that crunch you're like should i spend should i go and kill myself in the arena you do neither you you consistently grind you do a little bit of grinding here a little bit of grinding there and you amass the the numbers you need over time and you know the next piece of content that comes out you're prepared for it you're prepared for the resources you're prepared for the uh, the requirements there. Okay. Um, so, what are some ways that uh, you had prepared for this or some sort of harder content? Just grind arena and stock up on revives, I'm guessing? Abyss was an absolute mad dash. <laughs> um, I don't remember exactly the circumstances I did Abyss under. So I think it was with, okay, I, so it was right after I 
collected all my horsemen. I did my first path without some of the horsemen. I did it with with Aegon, without Nick Fury, without Doom, without Human Torch, and it was awful. Oh, it was the it was a bad time, and <laughs> that first path was was really rough. And then the paths two, three, four, and five, I did it in a week. I did all remaining uh, four paths in a week, and it was really enjoyable because I, first of all, had the resources. The resources came from, I remember gifting was going on. Some other events were going on that were, you know, good for just farming resources, farming revives and, uh, you know, stuff like that. And I, I amassed the, the number of units that I thought was going to be enough for for abyss and i went in there and lo and behold it was it was just enough <laughs> and i'm not even the best fighter I'm, I'm very much not the best fighter okay um so last week whenever i had chunky b on he uh had mentioned um that he was one of the voices that took away gifting has there been a time where your voice in particular has um uh, changed the way uh the game direction has gone in one way or another um, I'm not, I don't think I can take credit for, for anything like that, because when it comes to having a voice and having a, a say in, in a community matter, it's definitely always a group effort. So if I say something and somebody else agrees with it, and then we, we all agree with it and we start to to maybe lobby it with Kabam. I think something that that has definitely uh, maybe, you know, has some of my name written on it was the, the She-Hulk Rankdown tickets. At the time, oh. it was, it was, it was very much something that it was, that was, that it was after. It was something that I wanted to make Kabam, uh, you know, held accountable for. I still have mine. <laughs> I mean, it was just a matter of, you know, if if a character was was designed and advertised and um, you know put out there in in state A, are they? And and now Caban wants to change them. People made certain decisions based on that state. I think something else that that I had an influence on was. The the rank down tickets and the unawakening gems for the the rebalancing characters. No matter how small or big the change is, I think if a character is to be, uh, you know, sold and advertised in in a particular state, people make purchasing, awakening, and rank up decisions based on said state. So, you know, if the if that state is to be changed people should be given the option to go back and remake or not remake those decisions. So that was just my reasoning with, with all of that. Nice. And that, that was a uh, cool, that was Cole Obsidian and Namor that you're talking about, right? Cole Obsidian and Namor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so how do you feel about hood then? Um, about him, obviously uh, being obviously we're getting right down tickets, but also they're adding it back, adding the stuff that everyone asked for. So um I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. It's the right move. Uh, I think it's it's an unpopular mood. Uh, 
because you know a lot of people were enjoying the new hood but also people's enjoyment doesn't take away from the fact that uh you know his rework was just fundamentally flawed and it and it ended up taking away certain things that that people previously relied on certain meta relevant things that people previously relied on so it ended up taking those things away and you know once you take those things away uh the people who previously relied on that to complete content can no longer do that they have to go look for other options because the 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 tool they used previously it just doesn't work anymore and that's not right that shouldn't be the the intent and the and the way reworks go so uh i think that decision is is the right one not necessarily as popular but also they're bringing it back it's just a matter of time yeah okay how did i agree with you yeah um someone in chat says uh what are some of the responses to those that believe the ccp or what is your response to some of those that uh, say the CCP members are just unpaid marketing arm for Kabam. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, I think they should be paid. Yeah. There is an an untold amount of work that goes into just giving and relaying feedback. And it's an, it's an incredible, incredible amount of work. So I do think they should be paid for that. They should be compensated for that. Uh, and as far as marketing is concerned, if all the CCP reviews and videos were uh, were positive and painting characters and content and the game in a positive light, then there could be an argument for that. But I feel a lot of the content is is critic is criticism at Kabam. It's criticism at their champion designs and. Uh, you know, in that sense, I think there's no there's no necessarily uh, you know positive marketing happening there. I mean, I guess if any marketing is is good marketing, <laughs> I guess there can be an argument being made there. But yeah, it's just it's just a lot of effort. I think people who are in there, who are active in there, and you know, who are spending a lot of time in there, they should be paid. But yeah, okay. So um, yeah, that brings me to a good question. What um, you do make YouTube videos and stuff like that. So how many subscribers and and watch hours do you usually normally get, like per month? Building up that right now, building it up from like a, a month and a half ago, uh, and moving into this month, I have uh, grown. Around 50% in terms of subscriber count in that oh. channel. And uh, over over the period that I've been working on it more seriously. So around 1,600 subs right now. And the watch hours, it can vary from the video to video. And per month, it, 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 I'm, not, I'm not sure about the per month uh, watch hours. But it, it should be in 300K-ish region wow that's a lot or or 30k ish 30k ish i think i could be wrong i haven't i can i can check but yeah i haven't really looked into the stats too much i i just i just do it because of um i basically just started doing it more seriously because i felt like i was just getting stagnant uh on that front i just didn't want to leave it uh you know 
uh, leave an untapped potential uh, untapped, I guess. Okay. So, so about how much time do you spend working on your videos and creating the content? Depends on the video. Some videos take like eight hours. Some videos take 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so like the most recent uh, damage comparison one I think you did was the uh, Asgardians one. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. That so, was rough. Yeah, so I, I was looking into that, and you had uh, Jane Foster on 1.5 times. Was there a reason why there was, she was uh, moving a bit faster than the rest of them? Yeah, yeah, she was just very slow. Uh, I just wanted all the characters in that scene to, to finish all around the same time. Uh, and her, in her case, oh my god, dude, it was it was <laughs> an absolute torture to do that fight just once, and I had her die from suicides when oh. old man logan had like five percent like four percent health left and it was just like i'm not doing this thing ever again <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah missed out on buffing um jane foster this month since we had an asgardian event for sure especially since she appeared in the event itself hopefully very soon yeah man <laughs> yeah, yeah so um out of the uh champions that have been buffed um recently like this year so far who was the uh the most potent thing oh magneto is is a little <laughs> game breaking um magneto can do like four million sp3s it's, it's kind of nuts um but aside from magneto i actually really like kingpin I think Kingpin is is very much a, a kind of a jack of all trades uh, kind of character. He's he's gonna be reliant on the Hood synergy, but you know Hood we know is getting buffed, so rebuffed again. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Kingpin is is gonna be my vote for that. Nice. I I have a Kingpin was my first six star, so hopefully I dupe him and. Frank him up. <laughs> um, so we had another uh, question. It said, "Do you want uh, mastery presets in game? Are you or are you for or against it? And how many presets would you want if you could have?" It? I'm definitely for them. Uh, there is arguments to be made for you know two presets, and then Kabam would be able to sell the 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 subsequent presets. Because, you know, obviously, whenever you're pitching an idea, there's got to be some monetization involved. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think uh, that, could be, that could be something to keep in mind. And when it comes to presets and just champion uh, alterations via masteries, they're just such a big and all-encompassing... Uh, Kind of concept that they just impact every character in your in your roster. So, in that sense, I think they're just uh, they're just pretty hard to <laughs> hard to get down. So I, I'm not I'm not really blaming Kabam for taking their times with that. We don't know yeah. the impact the preset could make on the game. Now, yeah. Do you do you think the presets would have to uh, cost to change, or would they be free to change? I think maybe between that first two, they should be free to change, and then if you want to add more, it it should cost. Oh, okay, nice. 
Right on. Um, Jay, actually got anything else, bud? Um, so yeah, we had Saint Saint Patrick's Day last a uh, couple days ago, and uh, kind of something we were missing is the yeah. uh, Phil and Green event. How do you feel about that? Especially since you're a free to play, almost a free to play. I'm feeling blue. No, I don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really miss it. Um, feeling green was mostly for resources. And at, at the moment, I am in the position to not need resources. Okay. But then again, 7.2 could be right around the corner. And yeah, we're going to go back to needing those resources very, very badly. <laughs> yeah, maybe next month, hopefully. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, so JX just posted the uh, the buff schedule. So they did actually change that to uh, three buffs per month. Do you think this is going to work out better than the original four and uh, sched- the original four that they had scheduled for each month? Did they make the announcement? They made that announcement, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> yes, they made the announcement. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, in the announcement that they that they made, uh, they mentioned that they have noticed that even with only moder- with only uh, uh, value, value only updates, they have noticed that they can just uh, they need to do more than just value only updates yeah. for those characters. Mm-hmm. So, for, yeah, for, for example, Angela, you're just getting new abilities, right? And uh, with 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 that being said, I agree with that sentiment because I think there's very few characters that can that can function and be better without adding new abilities and just like having to restrain the champion update developers to just you know fluctuating numbers and not adding new abilities is going to be an easy way to end up with an either underwhelming character or a or an overtuned character who's compensating for lacking, you know, otherwise lacking abilities. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I'm I'm all for it. I think three per month is is great. They also mentioned that it's going to be three. Two of them is going to be moderate to value only somewhere in there. So anywhere from value only to moderate to uh, uh, somewhere between moderate and an, and an overhaul. And then the the last one is going to be a. Uh, uh, an overhaul every month so i think getting an overhaul every month is going to make a lot of people happy who were very upset that like angela is getting a buff (laughs) because uh you know angela's kit allowed her to just get a value only update uh and like you know jane foster wasn't getting a buff and we know that the the overhauls are going to be reserved for characters that whose their base kit is just you know unusable Yeah. yeah I'm excited, man. More reworks is something that like I was super excited to hear about. So yeah, um, yeah. And there are so many champs that you know, not every champ needs every not every champ needs a rework, but obviously those super old champs need those reworks, and I'm so excited to to see who they are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what are what are some champions that you would like some older champions that you would like to see uh, either value updated or reworked? Well, there is. The the whole slew of um, older 20, 2015, 2016 characters. I can just pull up Aunt May and just go through that that, <laughs> that first that first bash. It's just <laughs> Abomination. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther. I don't think uh, Black Bolt needs it at this point. No. Uh, 
Black Bolt is going through Realm of Legends in like 10 minutes. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Captain America, Cyclops, oh, yeah. Deadpool, Drax, uh, Hawkeye to a, to a lesser degree, Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, Iron Fist, Iron Man, Juggernaut. Oh my god, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. That's why that's why I've been making fan buzz for these characters because like dude, I, I yeah, like I said, I can't wait till they get buffed. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Um so JX, you got anything else? Um Oh man, I just lost it. But um yeah, you were talking about the CCP earlier. Is there anything you'd like to see um improved in the CCP that you would want to talk about? Like in what sense improved in, in how the in the in the content we we put out or in the in the type of content we're we're given access to or, uh, just it's kind of just a general remark. If there's anything you would like, like like if Kabam's listening right now and you're like, yeah. how would I improve the CCP? And this is like how I would do it. Like there's some like I don't know something specifically you would want. It's just what I'm trying to say. If you yeah, don't answer. So- <laughs> Something that uh, they've actually done surveys and stuff in the CCP to ask us, you know, what what would make our lives easier. Okay. Uh, and something that that I would like to see is a first of all a node glossary would be good, oh. and uh, like finding out where each node is. Actually, Slugenberg, uh, Slugberg, yep, uh, teased something like that coming to Aunt May at, oh, a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. uh, I'm I'm very excited for something like that, and also a an icon bank. So like a, a debuff or a passive has a has a specific icon. I would like to use that icon for like a thumbnail oh. or, a, or a design. Uh, yeah, man. You know, um, like that. Yeah, Crusader. He's a he's a guy in the community. He he doesn't have like I don't think he has a complete one, but he's got a pretty good one out there. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, for sure, man. It's so hard to find those certain debuffs, buffs, and whatnot that are in the yeah. game files that get exported. For sure, man. That's awesome. Right on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, if, if that's about it, then uh, Jax, if you got any crystals open, go ahead and do that, brother. I got like three more fights before I can open the uh, stars. Uh, okay. So. All right. Um. So. Um. Shoot, what do you want to talk about now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if anyone's got any questions, man, go ahead and ask, dude. Yeah, uh, chat, go ahead and shoot off some questions. I know Jim's been asking a, a lot. Appreciate um, you, Jim. Yeah, so uh, out of the uh, the game mode suggestions, which do you think uh, could actually be viable, or which ones were your favorite? Um... I love talking about game modes. I love <laughs> just looking at... I even love looking at different games, not necessarily just Marvel games. I like to keep up with Strike Force. I like to keep up with Future Fight, with uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Uh, just some of the, the more popular mobile games uh, that, are, that have an RPG element associated with them. And uh, I like to just keep up with them and make sure to to like stay up on top of them to maybe get get inspiration from them and stuff like that and with with game modes something that has been brought up so many times uh has been solo incursions or a, a game mode that is inspired by solo incursions like a tower climb game mode kind of deal yeah kind of like Mortal get... combat basically yeah, basically tower. 
yeah, you you climb the tower, you you get face harder and harder enemies. It's endless, and uh, you die <laughs> at some point. And uh, you know, I think that could be that could be something really interesting if done right. Uh, and it has been done in a in a bunch of other games, in a bunch of other mobile games, and I I feel Kabam should be should be working on something like that. I don't actually play any other mobile <laughs> games or any other PC games. I just play MCOC, but and I used to play Amrock, but uh, with uh, I just try to keep up with them. Okay. Did you see uh, Imagine Jim's Alliance campaigns, and did you like it? I sure have, yeah. I've taken <laughs> a look at it a, a long time ago, yeah. Awesome. Uh, it's, a, it's a really interesting idea, and Alliance game modes definitely do need an overhaul. They, we, we are running out of uh, you know interesting game modes in, in the Alliances especially. So, yeah, uh, it's something that, that I'm interested in for sure. Okay. Um, so... How do you envision uh, Galactus coming to the game? <laughs> Pretty sure we were told he's not coming to what? the game. So, oh, wait, what do you mean? A, a long time ago on a, a UMCOC podcast, if I'm not mistaken, this is public info. I'm I'm, I'm sure this was public info. So <laughs> Gabe Gabe was uh, talking about Galactus and. How like he didn't want to belittle the character by just having us fight him. Yeah. Uh, you know, something like that. Sounds <laughs> interesting, but I'm not I'm not really too fussed about getting Galactus or not getting Galactus, you know. It's uh it's more the kit of the characters that excite me that than the names of them, I feel. So <laughs> since I know you're not a story dude, do you know why Galactus is coming to the contest? That I can explain if you don't know. I have no idea. Oh, man. Okay, so I'll do a little quick thing. So obviously we had the Fantastic Four event, which brought them all together, right? So yeah, yeah. basically when, when Reed Richards came, when Reed came back, like when we found him, what happened is he actually called in Galactus. Like he came like a homie beacon and it's calling Galactus to come to the Battle Realm. And what, it, what it's hoped, the reason why he did this is because if if the Galactus eats the heart of Battle Realm, which is Battle World, it'll break the barrier of battle realm and let everyone out like it'll let it'll uh, it'll release all the champions to be back to their home worlds so we know galactus is coming in the story of the game and so that's why i thought it was super interesting that you said he might not be like be able to fight against but he might just be a a story element is i think that's what gabe was saying is like you might not fight him but you might fight his heralds and that'll lead to the destruction of or lead to the safe safety of battle realm and um mr king in chat he's actually shown in chat he's shown that now that now that reed's kind of like called him in everyone's trying to strengthen the barriers of battle realm to prevent galactus from coming in and battle so the, world the, the champions are trying to strengthen the barriers that's pretty why would yeah. they want to stay in the battle world it's because galactus is an unstoppable force that might you know kind of destroy everyone we don't. That also... sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a hungry lad. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's got to get that food in. Yeah. Well, I sure hope if they want to maybe introduce, uh, you know, another level of progression, it comes, you know, yeah. maybe around oh, the man. same time with that, maybe. Yeah. There's um. Yeah, man. I, I I'm a, I'm a huge theory and a theory conspiracist when it comes to the contest and paying attention to all the lore and whatnot. So, uh, Noel, the symbiote god, is also another character that seems to be uh, teased at. So that's uh, another campaign boss, I should say, that we could see come to the game as well. 
I am familiar with him, and uh, I'm familiar with him through Future Fight. So Future Fight got him a, a couple oh, months ago. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, I like the idea of like a character buffing the other symbiote character. Oh yeah, that, Dude, that would sure. be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what other do you play? Any other like PC or console games besides MCOC? No, <laughs> I used to. I used to play just just different random, not just mobile games, just different random games. And uh, back in the day, I also used to play like the the classic games. But uh, but yeah, no, um, I don't think I physically have the time to do anything else in a day. Okay, all good, man. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Um, I think uh, I think so I'm close. I'm so close, he said. I'm, uh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm in a collected void right now. I just got to kill him, and I can open the three five three five. Right stars. on. Um, so uh, while we wait, um, who who has been your most recent five or six star champion? Well, uh, my recent five star, like the the notable pull from my recent five star was a like a dual class mystic science pull that I needed. Either long shot or uh, clairvoyant from, and I popped like five of those, and I got long shot from it. I didn't get clairvoyant. Ooh, I'm nice. saving my five stars until the next feature that is released. I'm saving my six stars until the next next feature is released. And my recent six star pull was Daredevil House Kitchen. I got the first awakening on him, and I'm ecstatic about it. He has amazing low sick prestige. Uh, and I'm all about that. And as you know, somebody who doesn't spend on the game, it's very important to get those low sick prestige characters. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of one of that's a good point. Um, you are in four Loki, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, that's like you guys ranked what three in the last season? Yeah, Alliance Wars has been has been going pretty well. Yeah. So uh, what 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 was that like? Did you uh, lose any war battles or anything like that? Was there any embarrassing <laughs> losses? I had two deaths during the season. One of them was to an apocalypse mini boss, and that was really rough. And uh, it was it was me going up against that apocalypse mini boss with a magic. It was just a rough matchup. It was it was a bad time. I got. It, 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 a lot of it was out of my control. And then the other death was to a Hyperion. And that one was completely within my control. I was just a, a little dumb. And <laughs> yeah, uh, those were the, the two deaths I had during the season. I did, I did decently well that season. I have had deathless seasons. I've had seasons where I died so many more times. This wasn't their first time getting top three. Top three isn't necessarily about... Uh, you know, uh, top three is, is as much about getting lucky with the matchups at the right time as it is about, you know, being a, a, a good and skillful alliance. Uh, so that was just uh, how things lined up and also how we how we ended up ranking. Right on. Awesome. Um, All right. You good? I got one five-star and one nexus. Okay. All right. Five, I can't get it. I can't share my screen, but I'm going to tell you what I get. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're opening the five-star basic right now. Right on. 
Uh, also, if you, do you have any thoughts on Spider Gwen? That's what Xander asked. I think she's pretty cool. I think her her evading uh, of unblockable attacks abilities is actually one of the the best uh, the best uh, abilities in the game. It's really powerful. Okay, so I awakened my five star Ultron, Age of nice. Ultron. Nice. Okay, um, I'll take it. You know, absorption, not bad. All right, here we go. The five star Nexus. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh my God, this is awesome. Okay, Terrax, Ultron, <laughs> and Spider Man, Stark. Ooh, are any of them new? Yeah, for all only Ultron, not new. Um, yeah. Oh mm. man, I gotta go with the Starky. I think. Yeah. Dude, let's go, man. I've been hunting for him for a while. Very nice. Yes. Dude. Congratulations, oh. man. Thank Happy you. birthday, brother. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's that's an awesome gift. Um, I, I want to tell you guys about my birthday gift my parents got me real quick. Uh, shout out to my parents. They're awesome. They got me a thing where I'm going to have a one-on-one course on building my own axe. So I'll be in a in a in this guy's forge building and building my own axe. Like my since my name's J Axe, I'm super excited to forge. That's an axe. awesome, dude. Yeah, it's super cool. Oh yeah, that's one hell of a birthday gift, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super unique too. I love it. It's great. Yeah, I I love bladesmithing, and I've always said I wanted to do it, and so I'm finally gonna be able to do it. I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, my Nexus five star. I got a uh, red Gar- red guardian. That's what I got first time. Okay. So, yeah, I was pretty excited. It is amazing. Yeah. Um, He's a broccoli character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, dude, uh, thanks again, Cam, for coming out tonight. Uh, we appreciate you coming by and talking with us. Um, Jay Axe, happy birthday, dude. And if that's it, I think we'll wrap it up for this evening. Yeah, man. Dude, all it was right. so awesome to have you on, dude. Yeah, the pleasure was all mine, man. I uh, really appreciate y'all inviting me over. And yeah, really fun time uh looking forward to to listening to to this episode later and also the the other ones <laughs> awesome thanks again dude and uh everybody right. who joined us live have a have a great evening good night everyone yeah, yeah. oh my god somebody posted a, a nexus in chat and it's rough all right <laughs> thanks for having me yeah, yeah dude man.